Hello everyone and welcome to the Four Pointers Fantasy League podcast. I'm Jake and I'm joined by Trent. Trent, how's it going? Yeah, good. I think I've lost a combined like 50 points over the last three weeks, but that's the uh, that's the, the rise and fall of being in Fantasy League. Some days you're cheering, some days you're crying. But Mostly crying. But every Tuesday we're here to lament. <laughs> here to lament. Mostly crying. <laughs> Let's get our, our rankings over with. Uh, yeah, so last week I was 22,836, so with an overall ranking slightly up on last week of 21,539. I was 61,691, <laughs> and overall I'm 20,733. So we're, uh, yeah, very close now to what yeah, you were you were streaking ahead, and I've slowly, uh, I've made a lot of ground, I'm just, I think you've been going the other way more than, more than me going up. <laughs> I do I do have 700,000 in yeah. my cap, just waiting to be spent. I'm doing what I did when I won the comp a few years ago, when I basically tanked my <laughs> season so that I could put together a war chest and get my players in the right position and manage my trades. So it's... um. It's a necessary evil. It has to be done. Yeah, it's a, it's a risky game, but it's, uh, it's one that it's yeah, one that I've done before off. that I've yeah. paid off before. So, uh, but yeah, uh, in case this wasn't explained by all this fantasy talk, <laughs> this is a fantasy league podcast. We talk about NRL.com's uh, fantasy league. Fantasy NRL is what's called. Yes, that's what we talk about. So we're gonna do this episode a little bit differently, Jake. I'm saying this to you like it's fresh information, but I'm talking to you like you're the, like you're the listener. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do this a little bit differently, Jake. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? I oh, know. I'm not prepared. What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just going to... It's just going to be a combined chat about the buy round and how you approach it. We're going to start with, you know, a few different ways to approach it and then the main players that are available to if you need to bring anyone in or depending on how you're approaching it. So, Jake, there's a few different w- uh, ways to value this round one of them is not at all yeah um yeah so in our instance in our league we're not we're not playing uh at all so in our league so uh this week is pretty much just a, a non non-worry league you don't have to worry about losing points you don't have to worry about uh potentially ruining your season um which we got burnt with last season i had one loss in my before the uh, end of the season or last round and uh that was in in buy rounds last year so uh, with this one, um, yeah, if you're playing uh, within just in your head-to-head leagues, then you can uh, have a rest this week. Yeah, I think a lot of people see value with that. No, that's definitely one of the main avenues. The other, uh, one of the other ones is trades. This is one of the rare weeks, weeks, weeks where you get four trades. Well, no, so four trades now going forward. You say that, but I don't believe it. Yeah, they're, they're very confusing when they announce. Their rules. It just feels like mayhem. Everyone's going to run out of trades. <laughs> Two weeks, there'll be no trades left. So, but so it's a good chance to reshape your roster heading into what really is kind of starts to feel like the middle slash the second half of the season. Yeah, four trades can do a lot. Whether you salary dump four players, you make bring in four play, bring in four players of money that you've saved up. You um, dump two and upgrade two. There's plenty of ways to play it. Uh, you know me, I'm a fan of not spending any of the four trades, and this is when I start to go conservative with my trades. Yeah. I'm going to make trades next week, but I don't want players to get injured. Like, players in, especially because I focus more on the league games, I don't want players getting injured in the buy round. Um, yeah, we got Origin and stuff as well. So, as you well. Think, so yeah. yeah, it just feels like, it feels like there's too much risk for me to do that. 
um, when I, the only reason I would do a trade in this round brings us to the third reason that there's value in this, which is team value. Whether you're bringing in a cheapie that's going to rise up a lot. Like if Evgen Man played this week, I probably would have made a trade to bring him in. Or if you're looking to dump a player that's going to lose value this round. Like Jason Tumbalola is going to lose me money this round. And he's going to break even of 84. <laughs> and like I was like, you know, there's some world where you can justify um, just trading him out and doing your upgrade this week because it could save me like 50k. Yeah. But I made the decision it's better just to pick and stick with that player. But yeah, it, this round still has cap ramifications for you. So you have to approach that accordingly, whether that be... Um, just doing an assessment of how much money you projected to lose or gain, if there's any cheapies that are just too too good to pass up. Yeah, and that's the other risk too, right? So obviously some of those cheapies could only play this this one buy round or, you know, over origin, and then they're not really going to add in value. So you just got to be careful that they've got some sort of longevity in the team, otherwise it's going to have one price rise, which is not going to be any use. Then you're going to get stuck with a player on your extended bench that is not going to play as well. Yeah, uh, or... Uh, fair advice. So yeah, so those are the three main ways to approach this round. But either way, being a fantasy player, you want to score the best you can with it, and that might just be doing the bare minimum. Bare minimum of putting the right players in. So we're going to talk about some of the people that are available, and a lot of these players make up people's teams at the moment, anyways. But they might decide to bring one in. They might decide to have a crack at the overall value, overall score. Like you almost accidentally walked us backwards into top 1,000 last year. <laughs> um, yeah, so first up, we're, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Ewan Aiken. So, um, highest average, correct? Yes, highest average that's currently playing this week, uh, just. Uh, so he's owned by 18.5% of people, um, has a break-even of 54. So he's been scoring around that 50-odd mark pretty much all season. Um, so had some slower scores there, had some 30s and 40s. Um, but uh, is one as a potential because the benefit that he plays second row and center, um, so it gives you a lot of versatility. Uh, so if you want to get play for overall this week and have someone that potentially is going to be in your team towards the back end of the season, um, he seems to be one to, to have a look at. Yeah, I think his um, edge and center, I think he's most likely to get the captain nod by a lot of people that have him this week. I have him. I think and he's going to be my captain. I think, you know, a lot of people talk about people like Jason Tomololo for captain, who we didn't even have on this list because it's been so in and out. Yep. But I think with, uh, after going to Magic Round and seeing him just not come back on because they ran up a score, yeah. I think you want Ewan Aiken, you know he'll give you a good amount of minutes. So even though he's not, it's rare for him to be captain of someone's team. And in this round, it kind of, he's probably the best captain choice. Considering, fun fact, the top 18 players are out of the league yeah. um, this round. So, you know, he's coming in at number 19, which is not bad. Yeah. He's the best center in the league and even then holds his own in the edges. It's a good option to have. Um, another one on the list, Adam Elliott, who obviously started the year scoring quite poorly because he wasn't getting enough minutes. He's only averaging 31.8 for the year. But since he um, started to pick up extra minutes when they've started to move around the hooker position, he scored um, 40, 53, 51, 43, 40. So he's like a solid bench option for most teams. I think a lot of people will see him move into the starting side this week, considering he's a middle and an edge. 
So those, everyone's got an opening yeah. somewhere in their team. So I think he'll be a, an important um, fixture to have going into this week. Um, you've you've mentioned him. You're the one that put him on this list, Jake. Matt Burden. Yeah, so he'll be uh, my captain this week at this stage. So uh, last three weeks has averaged 61. Um, yeah, so 65 against the Dragons, 74 against the Tigers, and 44 against the Knights, and then 82 against the Raiders. So had a bit of a slow start to the year. I did have him in my team originally, wasn't really scoring, getting the outputs that I was looking for. Um, has started to really start uh, to kick on now. Um, and has a break even at 30, even though he's uh, 727k. So still got a fair bit of price rises in him. Um, so yeah, obviously fairly expensive, but good one to bring in uh, and potential captain option as well. Yeah, I think that's fair advice. Uh, another one I think a lot of people have is Captain Angus Crichton, whose points have been picking up drastically since he moved on from the Roosters. I've oh, not moved on, but moved into the starting team. Yep. Yeah, he had a few weeks there where he was on the bench, um, gone back into the starting side now and has been averaging nearly 60, um, which is which is great for a three-round average. Um, and, yeah, still got a bit of price rides in him as well with a break-even of 39. Yeah, I think besides the one Dow performance in Magic Round, he's uh, really been kicking into gear. Yeah, he got 40, even then he got 46, which is still pretty good. But from round 8, 66, 60, 46, 67, 62. So can't really fault um, that performance. Don't know what's changed. <laughs> uh, but he's um, turned it around. Um, well, he had him in my team at the start of the year like you yep. did. And it was stress, stressing. <laughs> yeah, and then he got dropped to the bench. It was just a disaster. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's good to see him going well. Um, now we move on to the Penrith Panthers outside backs, Taylor May and Targo. They're both dual position players. Between the two of them, they can cover edge, centre and wing fullback. Um, without Nathan Cleary to pilot the offence, you could argue that they won't score as high, but they were reaping it in when Nathan Cleary was out injured and they were playing more one-on-one football rather than sweeping systematic plays. So it'll be interesting to see how they score this weekend, where they take, especially because they take it on the Bulldogs. Yeah, obviously potential good option to, to score some points. Um, yeah, Sean O'Sullivan um, was played pretty well when he when he started uh, at the start of the year when uh, when Cleary was out. So he'll be a, a good option to to get them the ball. Um, but yeah, Taylor May. The only thing is he's got a break even of forty eight, so project to get forty six. So he could potentially lose some value um, this week, which is the the, only, the risk. But again, it just depends on what you're playing for. If you're playing for overall, having a person that's playing is always a uh, a plus, regardless whether they're going to lose a bit of money. Yeah, I think that's once again sound advice as always. Uh, Tohu Harris, who's one that's starting to creep up on people's watch list he's um, starting to get into the 50s returning from injury playing big minutes dual position I think there's some value there he's got a break even this week of 54 so you can probably wait one more week but if it's a case of you want to play for this round and you want to play for the future Tohu Harris could be a good option to pick up yeah only 6.9% of people so a good point of difference uh, at the moment um, and yeah like you said plays plays this week and um, is not going to be affected by origin for other weeks as well so um, definitely one to, to look at uh, going back to the Roosters Joey Manu's uh, obviously playing the fullback role with Teddy playing origin he's been there to score excuse me 
It's been able to score pretty big in the fullback role in the past, so some people might, if they've got a lot of trades up their pocket, might be, might look at it as a quick in and out try to win, if, especially if they're playing games this buy round. Yeah, so he's got a break even of 35, so you'd imagine he'll still make a bit of value. Um, there's been 713 people that have bought him this week, so I'll see a lot of people having the similar idea as what we just talked about. Um, he's a bit of hot and cold, so he scored 62 against the Sharks last week, but then had 33 against the Panthers and 52 against the Eels, so um, he's a bit of a, yeah, un, under, can be a bit of, a bit of a hot and cold uh, commodity, but yeah, the fact that he plays fullback this week and the fact that Teddy has been killing it at fullback as well um, probably a good opportunity for him to make some money as well. And the last one you put on this list, Jake, Reese Robson, who's become a sneaky good player at the Cowboys, averaging over 50, and he's saying the most expensive player available this round. Yeah, so 728k, uh, only 3.4% of people. Um, Dirty call-out is Granville's been named on the bench, so that's the only risk is, you know, he could potentially eat these minutes, but uh, he's played 80 pretty much for, since round eight. Um, and the last three rounds, he scored 57 uh, as an average of 57. So, um, yeah, very, very good uh, option. I think most of it, would, I'd say, probably comes from tackles. Um, and, yeah, well, it's, which is always a good stat because if you sit in the middle making 80 minutes, playing, making plenty of tackles, it uh, really uh, really helps out uh, when you're uh, easy points, I guess. It doesn't matter how you get them, Jake, just as long as you get them. Uh, so, well, that's a nice, sharp and sharp uh, pod. Just to help you navigate the most annoying of fantasy yeah. week rounds, we got another one. This is just part one of a two, two part slap in the face. Yeah. But I think this round, I think based off what I'm looking at, it'll be it's probably the harder of the two. Yeah. So yeah, I think it'll be tough, but hopefully uh, you guys can survive the, this one, and then we're back into the thicker things uh, after uh, after Origin. Yep, we'll be back with a po a pre Origin podcast yes. next week which will be fun trying to figure out what's <laughs> going to unfold yeah. there that'll be sick <laughs> anyways we'll uh, see you guys for a special pre-origin <laughs> special see ya